Hi, my name is Sam Conan, and this is Out of Bounds. My name is Sam Conan. I'm the sports editor at the Daily Bruin. Today, I'm joined again by co-host Ryan Smith who is a Daily Bruin senior staffer, former sports editor. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm great. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it's uh, all in good fun. Big weekend for UCLA men's basketball. A home sweep over Colorado. It was ranked number 20 at the time, and Utah. So we're going to talk about that today. National signing day for football is Wednesday, February 5th. Uh, by the time this comes out, it will already come past, so we'll just touch on that a bit. Uh, and then we'll also start talking about the, the future of the podcast, how other people can get involved and, and all that stuff. So that's what's on the agenda today. I guess we'll start off with men's basketball. It's most recent. Definitely a, an interesting two games for UCLA. Kind of unexpected. I know we were talking about it last week that we didn't really think this team had too much of a go-to score or anything in, in them in that sense, but... I think Chris Smith gets 30 and Tiger Campbell gets 22. So what are your big takeaways from the weekend, Ryan? Well, I think what we saw this weekend was the best version of this team, I think. I think they played outstanding defense, especially against Colorado for most of that game, especially early. Colorado only had, was it, 10 points in the first 10, 11 minutes of the game. Chris Smith, we touched on it last week that he was probably their best hope for that go-to scorer role, even though his offensive game isn't all the way there in terms of the three-point shot, stuff like that. That was a big-time performance on a big-time stage. You saw he hadn't beat a ranked team in almost two years at that point. And then against Utah, same thing. They came out, shut him down, and only gave it 57 points. And then Tiger Campbell, again, another person we talked about last week, <laughs> needed to step up. And that is the best version of Tiger Campbell. He got to all the spots on the court. He was facilitating the basketball. He was getting past his man, finishing at the basket. I don't think there's much more Mick Cronin or UCLA basketball can, a- can ask for after those two games. Yeah, and... And uh, literally, we made it one episode into this podcast before looking like absolute fools. It's because true. because we were uh, none too kind to Tyre Campbell's offense last week. But wow, I mean, he really he was shot about fifty percent from the field, fifty percent from three point line. Uh, like he was doing really well in free throws. None of which he had done all year, but he definitely stepped in the stepped up in those moments. His floater was going down. He was really connecting with Jalen Hill down low. That was something that was fun to watch against Utah for sure. And then Prince Ali against Colorado, another guy that we were kind of railing last week. But he definitely stepped up, had three three three-pointers in the first half against Colorado, kind of helped him build that early lead. And, I mean, they held on to it. Had a lot to do with him. He played over 20 minutes in that game. He's definitely becoming more of a rotation player after taking a brief stint not being a rotation player. I mean, he only had five points against Utah, but he still played 17 minutes. So I think that's what he needs to be. I don't want him taking 10 shots a game. I don't want him playing like 28 minutes. But if he can play high teens, 20 minutes per game and be that veteran leader that he has been recently, I I feel like that's where you get the most out of him. It's definitely (laughs) easy to be really positive on this team right now after back-to-back wins for their last five. But you got the Arizonas coming up. Those are always tough, especially on the road. Got the curtain of distraction Thursday night against Arizona State. They're definitely a very balanced scoring team, and Arizona's freshman-heavy top 25 team. What do you think about the those two games coming up, Ryan? I think the biggest thing at this point is just can they keep up the defense? Obviously, they gave up 96 to Oregon before they came into this past weekend, so if they can keep this momentum going, I mean, you're going to have a chance in every game you play in the Pac-12. You know, both, both of these schools are 
tough to play at and at the end of the day you just you just want to see them building on these wins create some consistency and they're already in the top half of the Pac-12 standing so every win down the stretch here is going to be very important yeah and I think if you would ask me three weeks ago can this team win close games I would say no because <laughs> they the Fullerton game is a close game they choked that one up at the end the Washington State game Shouldn't have even gone to overtime, and then once it did, they got blown out. But I think something that's really changed over the course of the year, and especially versus last year, is free throw shooting. You had Chris Smith get double-digit points just from the free throw line against Colorado. You had Jaime Jaquez, who is a freshman, who was 8-for-8 eight eight from the line against Utah. Tyre Campbell was 6-7. of seven. Right now, UCLA is ranked 164th in the country, with about a 71% free throw percentage versus last year where they were shooting about 63% and they were 344th in the country. So that is a a big transition for this team. If they can keep that up and just kind of have these like gritty games where they play good defense and hit their free throws, that's where this team succeeds. And they definitely need to have that come through on the road. It's definitely tougher to hit those free throws, definitely tougher to play good defense, but that's the key to success for this team. You can't really rely on one guy to get you 20 points a night. Maybe you'll have a a guy show up in spurts like Tiger, like Chris Smith, like Jalen Hill, but it's definitely a holistic approach to the rest of this season, really. So we're recording this on a Tuesday morning, but by the time this comes out, National sign-in day will have come and passed. Obviously, UCLA can keep signing guys after that, but for the most part, the class will probably be all set by the time this comes out. At the time of recording, UCLA is ranked 32nd in the country in recruiting. They have four four stars. It doesn't look like they'll be getting too many more recruits on 247 Sports. They only have two guys left who they're considered warm on. They still had guys taking visits, whether they're class of 2020 or 21, but it seems like things are winding down. I don't know, Ryan, what do you think about the recruiting class so far this year? Any takes there? Yeah, obviously nothing nothing game-breaking. You know, it's a, it's a big class. Um, I know that a lot of UCLA fans are excited about some of these names in here. Obviously, Logan Loyas being the biggest one. The four-star receiver, get to add that to a group that already has Chase Coda and Kyle Phillips. So that'll be fun. And possibly the the Joshua Kelly replacement and Britton Brown from Duke. Again, nothing nothing game-breaking here, but a large class nonetheless. And you never know what comes out of uh, some of these guys, especially with a smart coach like Chip Kelly. You never know how he's going to utilize these guys. They're they're more than just their ranking, so to say. Yeah, and uh, like... Like you were saying, Logan Loy is obviously one of the big names up there. Uh, he's already enrolled in school here. Uh, four-star receiver out of St. John Bosco. One of the other four-star outside linebacker, Jonathan Vons. Supposed to be really good. Uh, who's a teammate of Loyas at St. John Bosco. So those two are definitely two of the biggest names who are committed to UCLA so far. You also have two other four-stars. You have Parker McQuarrie, the six foot seven quarterback from New Hampshire. He won't get playing time very early, but he's definitely a fun name to watch. And then Damian Sellers, the four-star outside linebacker from Arizona. He is definitely someone who will contribute in the pass rush, hopefully sooner rather than later, because this team's definitely losing a lot of linebackers, losing a lot of pass rush. So Sellers and McQuarrie are good. We'll see if Vons ends up signing on Wednesday. I guess if you're listening to this, you'll know. You can look it up. We don't. <laughs> I'd say it, it is interesting looking at transfers, though. You bring up Britton Brown, who's definitely got a, a, some good size for running back. He's 6'1", 200, coming from Duke, ACC program. And then the other two, I think, just between the three transfers that UCLA has so far, you have like an all-American name team. You have Britton Brown. It's a pretty cool name. Alliteration, Britton. It's a fun first name. 
And then you have another guy, a safety from Kentucky State and Maryland, because he, he had, he's already been to both. But Quantrez Knight, come on, I, I don't know how good he is or if he'll contribute right away. But Quantrez Knight, amazing name. And then Charles Njoku's brother, Evidence Njoku, really cool name. <laughs> and he's he's got the same size his brother does. He's six foot five, two twenty eight. So between bringing Evidence Njoku over from Miami, you have Logan Loya coming over, Chase Cota, Kyle Phillips, you have Charles Njoku. You just have a lot of big athletic targets that I think are going to work really well with DTR. Uh, so we will be there at Chip Kelly's press conference on Wednesday. You can check dailybruin.com for our coverage of National Signing Day by the time this airs. See how it all went. Just see if any new faces <laughs> ended up signing. Chip will have someone to say about it. We'll see how excited he is about it. He'll probably be pretty pleased. So that'll that'll be something interesting. And then on last week's episode, we were talking about UCLA women's basketball and how, how well they were playing, maybe set for a Final Four run. And then they lost to Arizona. Arizona is a ranked team. Not the most shameful loss in that sense, but they got absolutely blown out. That's definitely tough to swallow. They followed it up, beat Arizona State a few days later. So they're kind of getting things on track, but I don't know, Ryan, it's definitely a tough loss to swallow against Arizona when you know you have Stanford, Oregon, Oregon State, when when those are all coming up on the slate. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to lose any game, especially when you're when you're only a one-loss team, you're fighting for those spots up in the top of the rankings. But, I mean, this wasn't, you know, a 5-10 point loss. This was a 26 point loss to an Arizona team that, let's face it, isn't as good as UCLA. And you look at games like that and you hope that uh, you're not being exposed. You hope that it's just a one-time thing. But it's never the greatest sign when you go in and lose a game like that. The good teams don't have games where stuff like that happens. It just didn't seem like anything was working for UCLA that night. They only made three threes on about 20 attempts. So, again, you hope it's nothing serious, but everyone was healthy. They're playing a team they should have beat, and you lose by 26. So, something to keep an eye on here as we get closer to uh, the tournament. Yeah, and uh, talking about the slate coming up this weekend, they have Stanford and Cal on the road. Cal's definitely a beatable team, but Stanford is uh, not so much. They're definitely tough. But the week after, they're back at home against Oregon, Oregon State, two more top teams in the country. I'm just excited to go see Sabrina Inescu play in person because it's been a while. She is like absolute cream of the crop, like best there is going to be number one pick of the WNBA draft. I'm just really looking forward to watching her in person. That'll that'll be interesting for sure to see how they handle her uh, for the first time this season. So yeah, UCLA women's basketball, bit of a hiccup last weekend. Let's see what they're going to do down the stretch. here at UCLA midterm season we're trying to trying to get this out have a little fun with it Omar you can you can put an air horn sound in here I know you want to do that but uh, I have an announcement to make we'll see how this ends up going but just to kind of spice up the podcast a little more something I wanted to do is get some uh, user submitted questions do a little Q&A style at the end of every episode so if you have any questions about anything you say UCLA athletics you can tweet them at DB sports or you can email me at sconnen at dailybruin.com 
we'll try to answer as many questions as we can every week. I think that's definitely something that'd be fun for listeners, fun for us to do, kind of engage with you guys. And then past that, we're going to be trying to have more guests on. So, I mean, Ryan and I are, are, are a pretty great duo, but <laughs> I th- we'll, we'll definitely get some more voices in here uh, from inside Daily Bruin, maybe outside Daily Bruin. We'll, we're working on stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, Ryan, any, any other thoughts about UCLA sports this week? Uh, I don't have anything uh, left for this week, but, you know, I will say I'm, I'm pretty excited about the weeks to come. I saw a lot of good things from men's basketball this week. And the season that I did not think had much promise, all of a sudden, feels pretty exciting. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, another another quick announcement, UCLA softball is starting this week, trying to defend their national title. No no Rachel Garcia, but they definitely have uh, some stars there. So uh, things will be will be popping up at Easton Stadium again. That'll be fun. Yeah, so this has been episode two of Out of Bounds, uh, Daily Bruin Sports Podcast. I've been your host... Sam Conan, sports editor, joined by co-host Ryan Smith, Daily Bruin senior staff. Thanks again to Omar Saeed for editing and helping helping us manage this. It's definitely been a fun time again. Yeah, so that's all I have. Keep an eye out for our coverage this week. Ryan and I will be back again to talk next week. We'll see what we end up coming out with. I know I have a, a column coming out this week that it'll be published by the time... Uh, this podcast comes out but i definitely want to get your thoughts on it josh rosen related there's more to come uh we'll keep chatting talking ucla sports and uh thanks for listening